You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 178. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders build powerful communication skills. You can learn more about that at thecmethod.com. Now, each week here on the podcast, we address a different topic to help you build a success mindset, present yourself with confidence, build strong relationships, and an all-round better human. If you get value from this podcast, do come on over and join our community on Facebook. It's the group The C Method Rockstars. We can't wait to meet you. Now, all links mentioned in this episode, including the show notes, are in the podcast description in your app. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like you are tapping into your full potential and performing at your very best at work on a consistent basis? Now, if not, that is totally okay. You are human, my friend, but it is something that we can work towards, performing at our best, and that is what this week's guest is passionate about helping people to do. I'm super excited to introduce you to Brett Robinson or Robbo. That's what we do in Australia. We shorten people's names. So Brett or Robbo. Now, Brett is a high performance and mindset coach, and he works with individuals and organizations to tap into their inner excellence. Now, he has a really interesting background. He's a former sprints and jumps coach with Athletics Australia. He's also consulted as a performance therapist to Olympic level track and field athletes and the Sydney Swans AFL, which is a football club um, here in Melbourne, as well as various other high performance athletes and teams. So that's his background in high performance sports, you know, where they want to reach that top, you know, 0.1% um, of performance, being at the very best. Now, Brett moved away from high-performance sports coaching to now helping business leaders, entrepreneurs, parents, and anyone who wants to perform at their best. And he does this through his company, Living Intentionally for Excellence, which you can find at yourlifeofimpact.com. In this conversation, we discussed what is high performance and how does it apply to the everyday person, not just elite athletes, and what mindsets we need to adopt in order to reduce our anxiety, to deal with those doubtful thoughts that we have, in order to go about life in an intentional and effective way so we can achieve the things that we want. So if you want to be more productive, if you want to be a better speaker, if you want to get that promotion or be top of mind for opportunities at work and achieve these amazing things while at the same time enjoying yourself and not burning out, then this episode is going to benefit you greatly. So let's get into it and meet Brett Robbo Robinson. High performance means that we respect and appreciate and approach life with full intent and it's essentially helping us unpack a solid mindset for us to navigate life and when I look at because the word performance for some people doesn't really resonate and I say Mm -hmm. to people well how about this your life is your performance so let's look at it that way and let's approach it that way. 
So it doesn't mean that we have to be absolutely completely strict and always dialing in the 0.1 percenters in every aspect of life. But if you start to understand and appreciate that there's all these other key areas of life, not just a career, or you're not just a parent, or you're not just in one aspect of your life, there's all these other areas that you need to nourish and you need to create the ideal mindset to approach those areas. So bringing high performance aspects and the high performance mindset across to everyone to understand themselves at a deeper level in that way. That's really interesting to me because when I think high performance, I think like in a business context, being really productive, like that's how I view high performance, getting a lot done and at a high level of intensity whilst staying healthy and alert like that's that's what high performance means for me well essentially it is but when you look at productivity is it productive mm. to nourish your physical emotional and mental health to allow you to be a better performer and manager is it productive to have your morning routines in place and understand the power of breath work is it productive to understand where your anxious states are what your triggers are to shift you out of your best performing condition and know what your anchors are to bring you back into the best energetic and emotional states to allow you to perform at your best and mm. then I would say you said the word intense so intensity I would shift that to intentional so intensity means that grind 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 hustle which is you know some people really like to do that but let's see how far that takes you in all other areas of your life so instead of that intensity let's look at it as intentional and how intentional are we with our choices and decisions based on the direction that we're heading in line with our goals and visions. Mm, absolutely. I love that. So, Brett, can you give me an example of someone who isn't performing at a high level? And, and I ask this because I'm sure there are people who are doing the same thing that they usually do, but they don't know that they could actually be performing at a higher level. You know, it's like that example of someone who is unfit and unhealthy. They don't actually know what it feels like to feel energized and fantastic because they've never felt that way before. So how do you know if you're not performing at a very high level? Well, I guess there's a couple of different ways to look at that. But like I said, for the past 12 months, I've been working a lot more away from high performance sport and I run my mental strength training programs and working with people individually. And I guess what you're getting at there is tapping into people's belief as well. So if people are wondering, am I actually performing at my best level? Then the answer is probably no, because if you have to ask that question, then there's not enough evidence in your life to say, hey, I'm on track here. I'm nourishing all the key areas of my life. I've got mentors. I've got accountability. I've got guidance. I've created this tool belt to allow me to be my best version of myself in all these different areas of my life. I know I'm accountable for who I am as a person. I know my true character and identity. I have established my values and I live in alignment with them. I know how to make choices and decisions on a regular basis in congruence with that. So if if what I'm saying now is things that you're not really tapping into yourself, then the answer is probably that you aren't uh, tapping into your best self. And 
in answer to what you do, if, if that is the case, then like I say to anyone, whether I'm working with an elite athlete, uh, managers of general managers of big corporations or parents who want to be the best parent or entrepreneurs, whoever it is, I say, okay, what we're going to do is allow you to learn about yourself better than ever before. You're going to know yourself at a deeper level. And there's a few things that are going to be in that. And one of those is brutal honesty. And so we're going to reflect. We're going to find out what the triggers are that take you away from your best self. We're going to nourish all these key areas of your life and allow you to create that confidence and that belief and also the tool belt. I'm going to teach you some habits, tools, and strategies for you to tap into. So when you're in that environment and if you're at work and you're in that your performance environment, you know which tools to tap into to allow you to perform or to shift you into the correct, uh, helpful mindset for that situation. Can you give me an example, Brett, of a common you know, belief or something that holds people back from achieving a high level of performance? Well, there's the good old classic of I'm not good enough, but the, I'll tell you what it is. It's always comparison. So they're better than me or I can't be that good, or I haven't done what they've done. So as soon as we compare, as soon as we compare ourselves to anyone else, then essentially we're degrading ourselves in that way. So in that instance, so in the work environment, for example, if you compare yourself to a colleague, if you're if you're trying to climb the ladder and get promotions and you're comparing yourself to the person beside you and thinking, well, I haven't done what they've done, I haven't been to the same university, I haven't done that course or I don't know the boss as well as them, then all that comparison is actually just taking energy and effort away from you. You're focusing on what you can't control as opposed to what you can control and that's a huge element to really tap into for you to work towards your goals and visions and not hold yourself back. So comparison, I always look at things, and this is where the high performance aspect comes into it. I look at things at a physiological level. And when we compare ourselves to other people or outside circumstances, what we're actually doing is changing the way that our hormones are released and we get more of the unhelpful stress hormones and then we decrease all the helpful hormones and that cascade of positive effects within our body. And so we know that those stress hormones are linked with that anxious state and we start to limit our capacity that we can tap into. So our intuition, our decisions, uh, our choices, even our skill sets that we have in our belt, but when we're in those states, we're unable to actually tap into them as well. So that comparison is a prime example of what's really holding us back. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I've definitely felt that myself. And, I, yeah. I feel it on a regular basis, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. This is the game of being a human, right? So we identify all these energetic conditions, these emotional states and these unhelpful uh, comparison, for example, all these things that don't really help us. But the fact is that we're human, so we're going to experience them. So the, the game is not to avoid them. The game is not to avoid comparison, anger, frustration, all those things. The game, I believe anyway, part of the game is to understand you, you go through the awareness, acceptance and action method. So you become aware that you're comparing and then you accept, okay, I'm human. 
I I know that this is a normal human trait to compare, but I also accept that it's not taking me towards my goals and visions. It's not actually helpful for me. So then the the third part of it is the action. What's the action I need to take to just take me away from that comparison state and allow me to focus on what I can control. And that relates back to what I was saying before about what I teach people. We establish this really great and dynamic tool belt of habits, tools, and strategies to tap into because reality is we're human and we're going to find ourselves in those unhelpful states, but then we use the tools to help us shift back across. Yes. And I love that you make it all about knowing yourself so that you can use the tools that are applicable to you as well. Um, Because it's going to be different for everyone, right? Exactly right. That's there is so many differences between us as humans. We can be, we could be identical twins, have lived the same life, done the same study, and in the same job, but need very different tools to help us navigate life because we're so different internally that it's not funny. So this is the thing that I teach people about the brutal honesty and understanding yourself best. And I always say. Whatever the answers are that you're looking for with those questions that you're asking me and asking yourself, I don't have the answers. You've got the answers inside yourself. But what I'll do is I'll help you identify them. I'll help you tap into them more often. I'll help you to create structure to allow you to create that tool belt that works best for you. Mm. Brett, how, why did you move from um, working with elite athletes to working with um, other types of high performers? Yeah, there's a few reasons for that. And one of them is that I realized having a full-time job in high-performance sport, and I was working mostly with Paralympic athletes. So it's a very rewarding job and with some of the best Paralympic athletes in the world and Paralympic coaches in the world. And Actually, I won Paralympic Coach of the Year just as I finished up my job. So I was doing oh, really congrats. well. Thank you very <laughs> much. And and I was I loved it as a job I was really passionate about. But I also I'm a big visualizer, so I do visualizations and affirmations, and I I look ahead in life, and I realize that I also spiritually connect a lot so I believe I know part of my deeper purpose and my mission and I looked at all that and I aligned it all with my values and where I'm heading and and my visions that my fiance and I have together and I thought in actual fact this job that I love that I'm extremely passionate about that is very rewarding is actually my limitation of moving forward and making this bigger impact in the world and fully aligning with my mission and values and purpose so I made the tough decision but knew it was completely an internal decision. There was no carrots dangling on the outside for more lucrative jobs or anything like that. In actual fact, it was the opposite. I had nothing to go to. I'd never done anything online before and I I finished that job and then actually moved to Sweden with my fiancé for six months. So it was was almost like, okay, now you've got to make stuff work. (laughs) It's all on your own bat. But it's it was so aligned and I knew I knew within me and I've been working with a coach and a functional medicine practitioner and functional neurology expert for a few years and fully aligned everything and I made that decision from internally. And when I started to tell people in the organization that I was working for, when I heard 
older people and people twice my age or people that have been in the industry for so long say to me, you know, well done, Robbo, for making a decision from internally that aligns with who you are and not just chasing another job or chasing another opportunity. And a few people even said to me, I wish I had the guts to to follow what I believed was going to make more of an impact in the world. And I often, th- and they would say to me, you know, I often think that I'm in this point in life where it's too late. So I knew it, once I made that decision and was getting that external feedback that it fully aligned with my internal feedback, I knew it was the right thing. Hi there, Rockstar. Just wanted to take a quick break to share with you an upcoming program and it's my group coaching program for women. Now, this is for professional women who want to increase their confidence and impact in the workplace. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be a small group, so there's going to be a lot of support um, built into the program. Now, this is for you if you are feeling like you struggle to articulate yourself clearly, or you don't have the confidence to speak up and assert yourself at work. And you know you want to get to that next level in your career, but you feel like your inability to communicate as effectively as you'd like to is holding you back from getting there. Maybe you're seeing other people um, get recognized and get promoted when really it should be you um, doing that. So if you're feeling this way and you want to make big changes in your life and get to that next level at work, then this program is for you. The next program starts in mid-October. So if this sounds like it's something that you will want to take part in and you want to get to that next level, then reach out and jump on a call with me. I'll be happy to share with share with you more about the program and explore if it is a fit for you. So go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching or there is a link in the podcast description on your app. I look forward to speaking with you. Okay, back to the show. Now, Brett and I started talking about morning routines, which Brett is big on for setting yourself up right for the day. And I know we've talked a bit about this before as well on the show. I asked Brett what his morning routine is. Here's Brett. I've played around with it for quite some time and found what really works for me. And I've got, so mostly I don't have to rush out the door in a day, but sometimes I do for travel or I might be coaching. So I do, I still do my physical coaching. I might be doing that really early. So I don't do a full morning routine, but most mornings, this is what I'll do every day. I'll, before I get out of bed, I express gratitude for three things. And, and I don't just say it, I feel it. So I catch myself sometimes if I say, oh, I'm grateful for that good night's sleep. And then I think, hang on, am I grateful for it? (laughs) (laughs) Am I just saying it? Am I just saying (laughs) it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the reason I do that is because I know the science behind gratitude. Gratitude, and, and I've interviewed a lady on my podcast that talks about the science of it, and I've looked into it for years. And there is so much backing of when you express and feel gratitude and what that does for us, once again, at a physiological level. So I know that expressing gratitude, I'm choosing to set my trajectory in the right direction right from the start. So three things I'm grateful for. And how, then, so how, can I just pause you there? Yes. So how do you how do you feel the gratitude? So I'll so for example, I'll look at my fiance and say in myself to myself, I'm 
extremely grateful for our relationship and I'll just sit with that and in my mind I start to think about what that relationship actually means to me and you know how fast our mind goes so there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that can go through your mind about the relationship straight away and it makes me smile and I know okay that's a sign I'm definitely grateful for that and I'll look and I'll say I'm extremely grateful for this roof over my head and I think well what does that roof over my head actually means it means I'm I'm allowed to, I'm able to get a good night's sleep and I have the life that I dream of and things like that. So all these things just go through my mind really quickly to allow me to feel grateful for it. Not just saying it, but actually feel it. And it's a skill, right? A lot of these things are skills. And that's why I say to people, implement it over time and actually feel the feelings. Does that answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because, I mean, you make a really great point there because I will write down what I'm grateful for uh, in the morning. Yeah, I write, I write three things, but I write them down and I don't say them out loud. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, yeah, grateful for, you know, Aaron cooking me dinner last night. But I just write it down as like, oh, I need to write it. I don't actually take the time to sit and, and, and absorb it and feel it. So maybe that's something I need to do more of. Well, that's and this is where it's the understanding of it, right? And that's the thing about with morning routines and there's a lot of literature out there and do this and do that and most of it is really good. But if we're just doing things, it can actually become stressful because like, oh, I've got to do all these things in the morning. I've got to do it. But if you understand and you link it to your feeling, your emotional yeah. feeling, because then in the morning you're going to want to feel that way and you're going to say, well, what makes me feel that way? Oh, it's expressing and feeling gratitude. So instead of just, oh, I've got to write something down, oh, hang on, I get to feel that way. Of course I'm going to do it. And that's how habits become locked in when we can change our internal states and our emotional feelings with things because then you want that feeling. So that's with, with that gratitude piece. And then so after the gratitude Actually, I'm addicted to gratitude. So, if you want to talk about that a little bit more after the morning <laughs> routines, I can tell you some fun ways that I bring gratitude into my life. <laughs> but the uh, the other part of it is then breathing. So, I've done. I'm a breathing coach, and I've done a lot of work in that space. And I understand the elements. I've done a lot of work with the Heart Math Institute, and they have decades of research of coherence breathing. And oh my I, goodness, yeah. So, please uh, explain. So coherence is like a balance. So it's not relaxation. It's a balance between all your systems. So your nervous system, your hormonal system, everything in the body. So that's that's coherence. And we know that when we're breathing coherently, because the heart is classified in the hormonal system, it sends signals to our brain to say, hey, things are really good down here. Release. Don't worry about any of those stress hormones release more of the good hormones. So there's a the DHEA, which is a cascade of positive hormonal effects. Of So straight away in the morning, just from the way that you breathe, you can start to flood your system with all the good, positive, helpful hormones. And I can tell you now that when you do that through things like gratitude and breathing and movement, then straight away, if you think of clarity, your mental clarity to attack the day, you already set yourself up. So it's not just tasks in the morning of got to do this, got to do that. You can completely shift your hormonal state from the minute you wake up. Mm. So what does this breathing look like? Just before, I'll I'll get into that in a sec, but just before Mm. that, uh, we choose our state anyway, okay? So people often wake up and they'll start to 
actually a lot of people look at their phone. So what does that cause? Stress and anxiety of emails and messages and have to return. Going, but oh, even- I only got five likes on that Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, if that's what they look at straight away. <laughs> or even if you don't look at your phone, you will start to think about what you've got to do in the day in a way of, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I hope these people don't argue with me. I hope I can get the kids out the door and blah, blah, blah. So you start just thinking about all the things that are starting to increase your stress, right? Mm. And you're starting to put yourself in that state. Or you wake up and you go through expressing and feeling gratitude. We know that that triggers the positive hormones. You go into a coherent breathing state. We know that that floods the positive hormones. And then you set, so you're in that state. And then the third part of it is I set an intention for the day. So I'm going to be productive and present or whatever it might be for the day. So that's my really fast, like 60 seconds type one. But if I've got more time, I'll spend more time on the breathing. But if I know that I am not having to rush out the door, after that I'll get up, go to the toilet, wash my face, and I'll go into my meditation and priming. And so I've got a really specific way that I have structured that for myself where it's breathing meditation, mantra meditation, uh, then I go into affirmations, and then I go into uh, some priming at the end of that, which is my movement and increasing the energy. What's the what's the optimum time for, to meditate, in your opinion? Well, I know that a lot of the top dogs say it's, you know, 12 minutes onwards. Okay. and But I know that there's an 8 to 12-minute window where you can get some benefits. But I look at it like this, okay, what's the type of meditation you're doing and what's the benefit you want from it or need from it? So is it breathing meditation? We know from the HeartMath research that you can do a breathing meditation and get a physiological shift within, you know, minutes, within a couple of minutes. Or if we look at the proper, I shouldn't say proper, if we look at the deeper meditative states that we know that you can get fall into and looking at the brainwave states and not trying to clear the mind but just focus so they know that's what around the 12 minute mark 12 minutes onwards it's more beneficial and you hit that zone that Mm. they're looking at so for me i mix it up because i also know the mantra meditation and the the vibrational aspects trigger certain parts of the brain so i'm doing breathing to get into coherence then i'm doing the the mantras for the vibrational aspects in that regard so and that's then I, like that's like when you chant or, or do om like what's the yeah exactly so okay. om om is the the perfect one and what i've actually created for myself instead of saying om i say i am Be- <laughs> because as <laughs> as you know i know i've heard you talk about this and the words i am can really shift the way that you look at things and I am was a big player in uh, a lot of shifting points in my life. So I I bring I am into my affirmations, which you should always do with affirmations, but I, I've created that as my om. So it really links in personally and powerfully with me. So I'm creating a, like it's an I am, so you're getting the real oh, vibration so aspect. So so that- sounds, sounds really nice with your deep voice. <laughs> Might be like I am. <laughs> as long as that's links with you. <laughs> so yeah, and then after that, uh, like I go back to breathing because I find that that really triggers me into a focus state, 
and then yeah. I can breathe and then I'm just in, I can feel I'm in that zone. And I've done some iris meditation before and found that that state just before sleepiness, the iris meditation is really powerful. So I've experienced those states and I've heard. What's that iris? Can you spell that? I just I dash rest. So I, I rest. Yeah, oh, okay. I rest meditation. I've heard of that one. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it's really powerful. Actually, they're doing they some profound results in around uh, mental health issues and PTSD and anxiety, those kind of states. But it's just a it's a really it gets you into that deep meditative state. Mm, okay. Uh, yes, and then I go into the I start to do my affirmations at the end of my meditation to really start to increase my energy, and I've got some quite profound meditation uh, sorry affirmations of how I see myself and my life unfolding and really clear visions and then I finish with a uh, my priming uh, my anchoring actually so I have an energetic condition an emotional state that I know is my most powerful internal driver and that's pride so I anchor myself into pride for the day in a certain way I create a physical anchor that attaches to that emotional state and after doing that a few times, I can tell you now I'm ready to to run and just be ready for the day. Global and then I domination. Exactly right. <laughs> Look That's out, how world. it feels for me. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance will often see me dancing back through the doors in the mornings. <laughs> hey Brett, can we go back to the breathing? What can you explain? Because we didn't talk about like how you actually do your breathing. Like what yeah, that looks so- like. So there's, a, there's lots of different forms of breathing that I do at different times and teach people. But the one that I was referring to before is uh, the coherence breathing and where the decades of research with the HeartMath Institute. And coherence breathing is finding an even rhythmic pattern and finding what even rhythm works for you. So for example... It's the, it could be breathing in for four seconds and out for four seconds. But we know that breathing in and out of the nose is much more beneficial because it stimulates the release of nitric oxide, which is a really powerful process in the body. So as much nose breathing you can do, the better. So you find your, your pattern and also then knowing, so teaching people how to, it's not just an in-breath, but breathing down into the diaphragm as opposed to the shallow chest breathing. So really working on those aspects of it. So you can count to help you focus, you can count. So you can count the seconds in and count the seconds out because and then you start to feel the breath in while you're counting and feel it, feel the diaphragm and then feel it come back out because when you're counting and you're focusing on the counting and you're focusing on that feeling, you're not worried about the day ahead. You're not stressed about all the things that you have to do. You're not looking at your phone and Instagram and all those kind of things. You're fully just focused it's mindful breathing Mm. and what about breathing for anxiety so let's say someone's about to go and give a presentation or a speech and their heart's going and they're getting really anxious about it what's a breathing technique you would recommend for that situation so the coherence one can be good but i tell you one that works really well for people that i work with with high levels of anxiety, even diagnosed anxiety, and that is box breathing. So box breathing is when you have – so you'll breathe in. Say, Let's go with four seconds again. You would breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. Breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, 
hold for four. Now, the reason this works really well with anxious states, and we all experience anxiety, we all experience those anxious states, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Congrats again for being human when you know that you experience that. So, what that does is that gives you a sense of control. So, when we feel that anxiousness, we feel like we're not in control. So, anxiousness might pop up because we have a lot on our to-do list and we look at our to-do list and go, oh my God, how am I going to get through that? There's so many things I've got to do that. All of a sudden, you're throwing control to your to-do list or if you are about to present at work in front of people and you start to get anxious if you were to catch your thoughts, because we know that our thoughts, feelings and behaviours are all linked, if you were to catch your thoughts, you might be thinking, oh my God, I hope I get the message across or oh my God, I wonder what they're going to think about me. So you start to throw that control outside of yourself. Mm. So when you do the box breathing, you're in control of that and and you tell your body that you have a sense of control. So you start to, and what that also does, we know from a physiological level, it shifts the state inside as well. So then you feel, you don't just feel that control, but you feel a sense of ease because you're making an internal shift. Mm, Love it. Well, Brett, I feel like there is so much that we could talk about because I just (laughs) love all this stuff that you're sharing. I just want to ask you more and more details about each little thing, but we're coming to the end of our um, conversation here. But before we go, is can you share with the uh, listeners um, where they can find you and what you've got going on at the moment that you're excited about? Absolutely. I could talk with you all day too. So maybe we should do it again sometime yeah. if the listeners are keen to hear more for sure. So my I have a podcast and my website. So the podcast is Your Life of Impact and the the website is yourlifeofimpact.com. So people can jump on there and find everything social media wise there. I've got a couple of events coming up. So I mentioned there before the mental strength training is an online program that I've been running. Uh, but we've got some events coming up on the Gold Coast uh, and have a series of online components with that, the impact journey. So if people are living on or near the east coast of Australia, we've got people actually flying in from further down the coast for it. So people can find all that on the website at yourlifeofimpact.com uh, and forward slash impact journey. And my details are on there and I always say to people, all the social media is on there, my email is on there and I say to people, please just reach out because you know what it's like in this world when we hear something and learn something, it should make us think differently and it should make us start to ask some questions. So I always say to people, please just reach out and let me know what's on your mind and see where we can go from there. Love it. Thank you so much, Brett. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much and thank you to all the listeners for staying tuned. big thank you to Brett Robbo Robinson for being such a wonderful and generous guest on the show this week. I love that he was able to share with us in detail what some of those things that he does um, in his life to help him perform at his best. And I'm sure if you can implement just one thing, maybe it's breathing, taking that time in the mornings to breathe, calm yourself down, maybe expressing gratitude. I'm confident that that will make a difference in how you approach your day and perform during your day. Now, if you want to connect with Brett, um, you can learn more about what he does at yourlifeofimpact.com or simply visit the show notes. The link is in your podcast description. Now, before I leave you, if you are a professional woman who is 
very ambitious and wants to get to the next level in your career, but you feel a lack of confidence and ability to communicate yourself effectively is holding you back, then do reach out and apply for the group coaching program that's coming up in October. Go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. And that brings this week's episode to a close. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I hope that you got value from this episode. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>